racism has been that lightning rod topic in the past several years in America. It seems there is a never-ending pool of misinformation that is spread on the news and social media platforms. Deacon Harrelberg Sivers takes an honest look at the issues and responds with an authentic answer. His new book is Building a Civilization of Love, a Catholic Response to Racism. And our good friend Deacon Harold Brooks Sivers is joining me once again to share more about this powerful new book. Good morning, Deacon Harold. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, good morning, Brent. It's great to be with you. Deacon Harold, one of the best opportunities I had was to talk with you. It was during the pandemic. It was after the George Floyd death and then the the rioting and, and the protests. You know, we remember that summer here in the Portland area. It, it, it seemed like that was never going to settle down. Yet now there's so many people online and on TV ready to tell us that racism is the worst it has ever been in history. So let's start there. Is that true? Is this the worst it's ever been? Or are we just exposed to things now that we've never heard before? Well, see, so here's the here's the issue. Um, you know, racism has always been here. Racism is going to continue to be here. Uh, you know, just like Jesus said, that you're going to have the poor always going to be with you. <laughs> I think it's the same thing with racism. It's not any worse than it was. It's just a different iteration of it. Here's what I mean. Um, obviously, looking back uh, in the time of slavery, extreme racism, the post-bellum era with Jim Crow, extreme racism, even in, within the Catholic Church, which I bring out in the book. But what, you know, what, and what was fascinating to me in researching the book was reading through Martin Luther King and understanding uh, why he was so successful. Think about it. During the time of Jim Crow, where there's segregation, you know, black uh, fountains that sit in the back of the bus, all this stuff. How was he able during that time, uh, you know, uh, to cut through the, the barriers of liberal versus conservative, Democrat versus Republican, black versus white, all this kind of stuff? And he was able to bring people together. Why? Because his message was, was, was rooted in the foundation of biblical principles and the natural moral law. Um, he, he spoke the beauty of truth, and that attracted people. Um, and, and since he died... You know, we, we have a number of organizations and individuals today that are trying to uh, fill that gap, and, and it's not being done because they're not following Martin Luther King's approach. They're, they're, they're claiming racism, racism, but really there's a whole other agenda there which has nothing to do with race. Um, and, and in fact, the, what's happening, things, the racial divide is coming wider because instead of focusing on changing people, individuals, and changing hearts, they're trying to change structures and institutions. It's completely backwards. So instead of things getting better, there's the appearance that it's getting worse. Deacon Harold, in your response there, you you use the term natural moral law. Now, it is our faith in God and our recognition that there is such a thing as natural moral law. But when we're dealing with racism in a group of people who think, well, if I think it, it's okay. How do you even begin to change hearts and minds on racism if you really are not even on the same platform? Well, that's the thing. We have to return to the foundational principle. Martin Luther King says the way forward is love, right? First John four sixteen: God is love, and he who lives in love lives in God, and God lives in him. But it's not the love that the culture is trying to paint a picture of. 
It's not, you know, uh, redefining marriage, redefining gender. Love is love. We're using love as a slogan uh, to, to, to uh, put forward an agenda. It's, it's the agape type of love. It's the love that's self-giving, self-sacrificing love. It's a love that Jesus uh, gave us from the cross. You know, it's a cross. It's, it's a love that dies to itself, that always look at what's best for the other. Not, not a self-centered love of the culture, but an other-centered love. Uh, and when you start to love like that, you begin to see people um, the way God sees them. So in Genesis 1, 27, it says we're made in the image and likeness of God. When you begin to see that image and likeness of God in the person standing in front of you, now you're able to appreciate all the other be- beautiful gifts, their race, their culture, um, that 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 uh, God has gifted them with, because those gifts become a gift to the church, and they also become a gift to you as a person interacting with them. That's what Martin Luther King understood. That's what Christ understood. And that's what we need to understand if we're really to make headway in breaking down walls of division when it comes to race. Deacon Harold preaching to us today about his new book, Building a Civilization of Love, a Catholic Response to Racism. It is now out by Ignatius Press. Okay, Deacon Harold, I I have to examine myself inwardly, especially if we're going to find this place of reconciliation and healing. But we seem to all have certain biases, maybe in part because of our own lived experience, and we all have difficulty looking beyond that. But is that the same as a racism or a prejudice that we see going around in today's world? Yeah, so what we have to do Brenda, is make distinctions between prejudice and racism. Because if we don't make those distinctions, then we fall into emotional racism, where everything becomes racist, racist, racist. Here's what I mean. So prejudice is making a preconceived judgment about someone that's not based on any factual or objective or subjective knowledge or experience. So you see someone, and you automatically think, oh, this person's a certain way because they look like this. Those are prejudices. Racism is prejudice with the added piece. The reason why I'm saying this is that I believe my race is superior to your race. Mm. Uh, and so the, the classic example I give in the book is the guy who came up to me at a parish mission and said, oh, you went to Notre Dame. What position did you play? <laughs> you know, okay. When, when you hear that, you think, that's racist, that's racist. No, it wasn't racist. It was prejudice. It was ignorant. Yes, it was prejudice, but it wasn't racist. Why? In order for that statement to be racist, he would have to have meant when he said it, the reason I just said that to you is I believe that people that look like you are not um, intelligent enough to get into an institution of that academic caliber. And the only way uh, a person of color can get to a school like that is through athletics. That would have been racist. But when he found out that I never played football, that I had academic scholarship, then he went, he back, oh, 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 sorry. You know, he apologized. He felt embarrassed. Um, and so what should have happened was he said, oh, you went to Notre Dame. What did you study? Because that's what he would have asked anybody else. Mm. So if, we, if we're not careful enough to make those distinctions, then everything falls into racism. It becomes this emotional thing. And then nothing ever gets done because we're looking through clouded lenses. Instead of making clear distinctions, we're able to see the image and likeness of God standing in the person of, in, in the person standing in front of us. 
Oh, you are listening to Deacon Harold Brick Sivers joining us today to talk about his new book, Building a Civilization of Love. Deacon, this is a fascinating conversation and you have a lot to say about this. I am coming up against my break, but I do want to ask you about what our Catholic response should be in this very hot topic issue. I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in our next half hour? Yes, absolutely. And I am back with the wonderful Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. Deacon Harold was on with us recently for the Fall share He introduced to us at that time a book that was coming out. Well, it's available for you to get now. Building a Civilization of Love, a Catholic Response to Racism. It is beautifully covered and out by Ignatius Press. Deacon has stayed with us today to tell us more about it. Deacon, thanks so much for staying with us on The Morning Blend. No, thanks for having me. So we look at the racism as this black and white view. You either are or you're not. You're on my side. And if you're not on my side, well, you're one of them. So where as Catholics can we stand to bring healing and reconciliation? Because in this council culture we live in, it's extremely difficult to stand in a middle ground and find peace. Well, uh, I'll even go further than that. I'll, I'll say that we Catholics can lead the way in this issue of, uh, of bringing racial healing and division, not only within the Church, but with our country and in, in the world. Um, because, you know, sadly, we're, we're kind of always coming from behind, you know, when it comes to important issues of culture, um, redefinition of marriage and gender. You know, we, we, we don't really say much, and then when laws get passed or... Uh, judge uh, Supreme Court decisions get made, we get upset and we issue statements. It's too late then. What we need to do is get in front of this issue. With this issue of race, I think we can definitely do that. And so I outlined in the last part of the book ways that we can do that. Very simple, but very meaningful. One of them is, again, as I mentioned, seeing the image of, and likeness of God standing uh, uh, in the person standing in front of you. Because um, when you start to see someone with the eyes of faith, it changes your whole orientation toward that person. It breaks down walls of prejudice. You know, who did this so beautifully was Mother Teresa. You know, when she looked at those poor people that she worked with, had leprosy and pleurisy and AIDS and all these horrible diseases, she saw Jesus in that person, and that's the way we need to see each other. So I talk about that in the book. Then I talk about some practical things we can do, like at the parish level, potlucks. You know, having potlucks, we have different people of different races bringing their food because you learn so much about culture through the food. And you have certain, you have people get up and give little testimonies about how uh, the struggle that they have living their faith in this country as a person of color and, and the struggle. And so that breaks down the walls of barriers. Now the other person can say, wait a minute. You know, I totally, you know, I have the same issue that you have trying to keep my kids Catholic in this culture today. You know, so now it's not that person that goes to the Hispanic mass or the Vietnamese mass or the African mass. That's my brother. That's my sister who's enduring the same challenges and struggles that I'm going through. You know, so again, you break down the wall and then putting images up in the church that represent the people that worship there. So so if, if you're if, like Immaculate Heart, you know, we have St. Terry to tech with uh, an mm. icon screen. We have Our Lady of Levang. We have St. Martin de Porres. So, so the, the, the church now, the, the images in the church look like the people who worship there. Those are just a couple of things that I mentioned in the book. 
Deacon Harold, you also do not shy away at tackling some big issues, too, of critical race theory, of liberation theology, even the Black Lives Matter movement. Do you feel like as an African-American man who's writing about these things that you're not denying a part of who you are in order to be the Catholic who God wants you to be? Well, the reason I've been mentioning those in the book is, again, it's a Catholic response to racism. And there are certain corners and elements of the Church that have been bringing in these three ideologies, which they say as a way to help uh, ameliorate the effects of racism. And so I said, you know what? And people have been, like, criticizing, and you hear all this, uh, you know, you hear all this rancor and, and a lot of division and triumphalism and polemics with regard to these three. And I said, you know what? Look, let me take a look objectively. Let, let, let me see what the people have to say for themselves, not what this political pundit says or this commentator says. What do the people that actually develop these theories, what do they have to say? And maybe there's something here. I went optimistically looking at this, Brenda. Maybe there's something here that we can actually use to, to help bring racial healing and division. So I looked at each one individually. I looked at critical race theory. I bought the books of Derek Bell and Janine Stefanik and Kimberly Crenshaw and uh, Richard Delgado, and I said, okay, let me see what they have to say for themselves. Again, looking at it through the lens of race as a way that we as Catholics can help move forward. And and what I found was that it actually makes things worse, and the same is true with liberation theology and the Black Lives Matter movement. Nothing wrong with the words Black Lives Matter, nothing wrong with the words at all, but the, the organization is definitely prom- problematic. In fact, um, if you look at their own statements, most of what they're, they're promoting has nothing to do with race. It's, it's an agenda to destroy the nuclear family. And instead of just trying to be politically correct and not saying anything, you know, and a lot of people that, not, that are not people of color are afraid to talk, take them on because they're going to be perceived as racist, I don't have that problem. So, I can, I can, again, I can look at it objectively, looking at it through the lens of the Catholic faith, and say, is there something here that we can use to help bring people together, but... It's, it's based on this kind of Marxist foundation of conflict, tension, and struggle in order to produce change. That's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's not the Catholic faith. On the back of your book, Deacon Harold, it says the biblical world and the church are far older than present political realities or theories. Racism will be conquered by a true embrace of Catholic teaching as beautifully set forth in this work that written by your good friend, Monsignor Charles Pope. So the question is, Deacon, and we talked about this in our first half hour, racism is a part of our human existence. We are fallen people. We are not in heaven yet. You know, praise God for that time that we can all reunite. So if it's been here all along, why make the effort to try to change it? Because it seems like it's not ever going to be perfect on this side of the veil. No, that's, that's a great question. Because You could ask say the same thing about the poor. Why deal with all these things with the poor and the homeless? Because they're all, Jesus, even Jesus said, they're always going to be here. So why even bother? Well, we are people of faith. We are people of hope. We are people who are the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ in our world today. You know, and so we have to continue that work to move forward, built in the hope that, not relying on human strength. See, that's the problem. People mm-hmm. are relying on human strength, human ingenuity, human intelligence, political um, strategies, governmental intervention, none of that's going to work because it's not founded in Jesus. 
So as long as we could continue to put one foot in front of the other, just like Jesus put one foot in front of the other on his way to the cross, which brings salvation, we live in the hope that if we live out the Beatitudes, if we live out the teachings of Jesus Christ, we can bring hope to others and, and, and bring as many people to the Father, to the heart of Jesus, as humanly possible. And that's why we strive to overcome the evils of sin in the world, so we can show people Jesus. Uh, amen to that. Deacon Harold, thank you so much for that. It is a fabulous book, and thank you for this real and honest look. I can't let you go with just a moment left. Uh, what do you got coming up in your busy schedule? Well, I'm going to be speaking at the Good News Conference in Orlando. That's Bishop Barron's conference. He invited me to come. And I'm going to be speaking with like Tim Tebow and Jordan Peterson and Immaculate Illabagiza and um, Peter Crave. So I'm lo- looking forward to that. And then I go to the Diocese of Rockville Center, New York, where the bishop there has asked me to participate um, with him in a uh, Black uh, Catholic um, history event. I'll be speaking there and then coming back home for Thanksgiving. Oh, well, fantastic. Well, safe travels to you, Deacon. And uh, we look forward to the next time you get to join us on the Morning Blend. Yeah, thank you, Brenda. Great to be with you. And great to be with you. Again, of course, you know that voice. It is Deacon Harold Brick Sivers. His book is Building a Civilization of Love, a Catholic Response to Racism out by Ignatius Press. I will be sure to add a link that'll get you right to Ignatius Press. You can purchase a copy for yourself. You can also go to any one of our great Catholic bookstores here in the Portland and Vancouver area. You'll find links to his book on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app.